Welcome back to the Mailbag on Super Tuesday Recap Podcast. Is your host, Chris and Deepom here. And uh, we're recording this eh, behind the scenes on in August, but this is for the July Mailbag. Uh, I don't have to say that stuff, but I just do it anyway. Uh, I'll just be open and honest with people. Um, and if you have listened to our Asian Shield podcast, you can, and you listen to the entire thing, then you know that what I just said there is very, very laughable and it's kind of an inside joke. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I was like, you're going to openly troll me as we start this podcast. This is good. This is going to be a good, great, great start to the show. I'm <laughs> quietly being trolled from behind my not talking while he does the intro. Great. You know what the funny thing about it is, though? I did see some, I can't remember what it was. But it was something else I was seeing you. Oh, no. It was when I was talking about the um, OK Cupid stuff. And I was watching you like sign up for yourself for all these other podcasts the dealing with my, my, my life. And I'm like, I'm doing it. I, I knew. I, and you know what? Point, Here's some fit of positional chess. I knew you'd see it that way. <laughs> and I was like, you know, what? it's worth him thinking that he's tricking me into something and letting me like run his love life for at least a, a, a portion. <laughs> I was just, I'm, I'll let him think he's at the upper hand. Fine, whatever. Just let me pull this fucking thing off. I was like, at this point, I think Deepon's recording more podcasts than I am. It was a sacrifice. It was, a, it was, trust me, I did that math. I'm not stupid. I knew what I was doing. Uh, sacrifice and I, stand, and I stand by it, by the way. All right, folks, like I said, every month we get your emails. <laughs> right along. Yeah, we're just going to move right along. We're going you know, to leave that one right along there. And we're going to keep moving. So, I mean, what else does it say? Oh, I love it. Uh, you guys love us. Um, all right, so first email is from Amani. He says, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Dog, they're giving us high-level time traveling, tying up se- uh, seven seasons of hits, and might just end up changing the whole MCU as we know it. You really can't say enough about this show. Um, and yeah, yeah, I mean. Yeah. We love it. So, but Deepom, you ain't slick. We know you've been writing for these shows all season, but I didn't feel the genius of you using this as an end around to finally get in that fringe rewatch. If you only knew what we talked about in the last age, like <laughs> I actually forgot about this email. And so the conversation we had in the last, on the last episode, you should just listen to that podcast. Just listen to the last age show hey, podcast. You're writing the podcast. Shit. I'm just saying the super Tuesday shows are going to be on a hiatus for the fall and it would be make a good birthday present for the what kids. So see, look, you know what? There you go. You might have actually had something. Listen to that last Agent Show podcast. You may or well, again, because there's also the idea of like there's also the fact that you know this is just how Chris likes to get his jolly. It's yeah, I, I like I like so. I like making promises that I don't keep on these kind of things. So, uh, and I'm sure that Chris has the story. But is there anything more WB than botching the rollout of HBO Max? Well, I want to stop time. right here, and I want to just let a pause break for the podcast, where everyone can just say, "Wow, Deep Palm sure the fuck was right." I'll just... <laughs> I told you so. Go ahead, read the, read the rest of it. The rollout of HBO Max, while at the same time trying to quietly shut down DC Universe, we'll be talking about this later on. You the show. idiots! Half the people that have have their streaming services don't realize they they even got access. Meanwhile, that's me. I'm one it, of those half. Right, eighty percent of the streaming market can't watch it because they've they're trying to play hardball with Amazon and Roku. You don't see Disney uh, Disney competing with itself and putting shows on the Marvel Unlimited when they have their own app for streaming. That would be the that'd be like doing another Gotham right after Gotham finally limped off air. And nobody wanted. Nobody would be that stupid. You're absolutely right. Nobody would be that stupid except for. Look, <sighs> as long as Young Justice gets to HBO Max relatively soon, we good. We Gucci. I was already paying for HBO Go on Hulu, and apparently that became HBO Max, and it didn't change my bill one bit. So, bravo. We'll talk more about the HBO and just the WB mess and stuff like that. Just I don't get it. It's so stupid. I I don't I don't get it either. I don't. 
it's one of those things like I know I was right, but now I'm not sure why I was right. Well, well, like, there's no logical reason for me to have been right here. Right. And I, right. I, we're also doing a poll list today that'll be on the Character Corner podcast. I'm going to talk about this because I've been reading a lot of Marvel stuff. And the reason why I've gotten to DC stuff is because it's so hard to get caught up on DC stuff using the DC Universe app because it didn't build it for reading comic books. And I'll say my, I'll say and I'm my just ranch. Saying this one more time. I told you this is this one's directed at you. Oh, I told you. Oh no 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 no. Hold no, up hold no, up. No, no, I knew no. I knew no no dude. I knew it wasn't. I knew it you wasn't. You guys were updated, and I told you. No, that. I didn't. <laughs> no, uh, I didn't. We we don't record these, right? No, we we did. I don't believe I said I had faith they would update it. I said that. I know someone listens closer than we do. So yeah, please please you go back. Have, if I did, then you you know what? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Because I've told you enough on friends. If I did do absolutely right, and I was completely wrong, and I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> Damn it. You know, no. I, if, if that's the case, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go ahead and preempt it. I'm gonna I'm I'm preempt it <laughs> and just say it that way. But yeah, no, it's they built it. They clearly built it for streaming, and then it when you put all your eggs in that basket for streaming TV shows, and then you take your TV shows off and put them on HBO Max, you're then left with like, have you ever have you tried to use it to read read comics? I'm not gonna do don't that. don't don't. It's terrible. Like trying to find issues. It's fucking horrible. Like you go to you go. Oh, fuck it, we're doing it now. When you go to when you go to when you, I'm so upset because like you guys know how we feel about Marvel Unlimited, right? And it oh, had, it had it had huh? No, I'm sorry, I'm laughing at you. Yeah, funny. no, it's like Marvel Unlimited had a had had some issues when it first came out too, but it was still built for reading comics. It was always built for reading comics first. So you could do things like, hey, you know, when you you know you have your comics in alphabetical order and you want to go and find, you know, I don't know. Um, X-Men, you go all the way down to X's and you're like, oh, there's all the X-Men books. What, what are you trying to say? That sounds too smart. DC Universe, on the other hand, may decide to go, and, and they don't, and also on Marvel Unlimited, because they know that it's a lot of comic books, they just put the names of the books. They don't make it visual and put the, the covers of the books on there. DC Universe decided to go smart, uh, to go visual, and so they put all, instead of putting a list of all the names of the comic books, well, at least on the Android app, like what it is, is it's all the covers of the books. So you only get a, a certain number of books that show up on the screen at a time. And there's no like scroll where you can go jump, jump ahead to like the P's or to like disease or you can't do any of that. You have to scroll through all the fucking books. It's so fucking hard. I was trying to find um, Scott Snyder's Justice League run. It's only fucking forever just to get the fucking books. And then they're way over a year behind. I want to say Marvel Unlimited is usually about, about five, six months. Around six months. About six months, right? Which makes sense. They run it closer to five, but it's nominally six. Right. DC Universe is at least a year behind. It's fucking ridiculous. Every time you tell me you're going to try to read something in DC, I'm like, man, good luck. I thought I was 80. It was a good luck, man. I, I would never, ever, ever try. It's so fucking ridiculous. It's so fucking ridiculous. Like, it's so hard to find the books and then read from them and do from there. And I'm like, and now. Again, we're jumping ahead and and some of the stuff we're talking about. They're getting rid of the yearly subscription for DC Universe because they're going to close down the app. They're going to close it down. It won't be here a year from now. That's the announcement. It will not be here a year from now. I mean, we knew that when they were moving Titans and 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 um, uh, Doom Patrol over to HBO Max. It's like, so what? what they, they moved their they and, moved the good show in Titans. Well, two good shows because they also had um, Harley Quinn. I think moved over to HBO Max as well. Is it really? Because now I can watch it. I I think it is. I'm, I don't hold if me. It is, I'll watch. I'll watch it in the I, next I, week if, I, if it's if that's true. I think I think the Harley Quinn animated show is on HBO Max now. Nice. Um, 
So then it comes back to like, so what the fuck is DC Universe for? Well, you know what you could use it for? You could use it for and turn it back into what it should have always been, which is reading fucking comics. But you're not. That's not. Mm-hmm. You're not going to do that. You're not going to do that. So. It's too much like right, Chris. <sighs> anyway. Too much like right. Go back to the email. Appreciate your. We'll come back to this. Uh, appreciate your great shows as always. The Victory Life on Secret Empire could not have been more timely. Nick Spencer really does deserve to get up, uh, to get up here and just flex on everybody like Martha Stewart right now. Yeah. It. Yeah. Um. He was right about a lot of things. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Sophie King says. Uh. First of all, Deepon, with respect to your question last month. Of which power pack series I was returning for, referring to, I was referring to the original series created by uh, Louis Simonson and June uh, Brigman. The version of Alex as he appeared in New Warriors, the version of Julie as she first appeared in Runaways, and Alex and Julie as they first appeared in Future Foundation. I never read any of the limited, limited or mini series, and do not acknowledge their existence because they reset the power kids and de-aged them to their ages in Volume One, Number One. Something that I think I mentioned in my very first email to you guys last year is a pet peeve of mine. The reason why I asked, uh, mentioned uh, Korvac is because he was the most serious threat I could think of that didn't necessarily require them to dip into any of the properties they acquired from Fox. Just in case they decide they want to keep the mutant separate or whatever, Annihilus is admittedly in my blind spot. I was aware of him, but didn't really know anything about him. Uh, just about everything I know about the Fantastic Four or any other characters from their orb comes from reading their entire entries in the um, what's the, the history of the Marvel Universe. Uh, what's that called? The... Um, uh, what does that stand for? I hate the fact that I know what it stands for. The official handbook of the Marvel Universe. There we go. I, I knew it. I was looking at it. He put, he put the thing and I was like, why do I not know what this stands for? I know it. <laughs> oh, man. The official handbook of the Marvel Universe. Um, or from listening to y'all's podcast, I really hadn't thought about the Beyonder, but now that I'm thinking about it, Secret War could be a tidy way to introduce new characters in MCU. Speaking of new characters and Horvath, uh, it brings me to my first question. Concept of champions, uh, what the hell? To elaborate on that a bit, I learned decades after the fact that about the contest of champions was about the Grandmaster uh, engaging Death in a high-stakes game for the life of the Collector, who had been killed during the Korvac saga. This miniseries introduced a number of characters, many of whom were ridiculously raci- ridiculous racial stereotypes. Yeah, it kind of happened. As well as a handful of pre-existing racist characters like American Eagle, Brother Voodoo, and the Arabian Knight. My question is, of the six characters who were uh, uh, specifically created in this series, Blitzkrieg, Collective Man, Defensor, uh, Peregrine, uh, Shamrock, and uh, Talisman. Which one do you think would be the least problematic in the modern universe? Mar- modern Marvel universe. Do you have an answer for that? You can't possibly think <laughs> that I have an answer, or I've ever ever thought of the use of these one-time existing characters. Yeah. I have. Yeah, I would think none of them. <laughs> Based on what I just read, no. I mean, Man was used in um, that asshole's. Uh, what's the what's the X Men run? I remember? Chuck Austin. Oh my god, I really did forget it. <laughs> Chuck Austin's X Men run used the Collective Man in probably a racist way. So I none of them. Oh, four. Um, yeah, none. none, 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 none. Yeah, and think about it this way, especially when you have characters like this that are you kind of using one off ways like that. Just create new ones. Like, why Why repurpose some? I mean, you can. The show has, I mean, MCU is clearly, and we've seen this, not just MCU and DC is on the same thing, where you repurpose some of these characters. But at I that can't. point, like, why repurpose when you can just create new? You know? I just think that's, that's, and it's a safer thing. I, nobody's clamoring for these characters, I don't believe. No one, anywhere, so, ever. <laughs> right, so. Ever. You know, I, I think that you can, you can, you can do that. Um, and, and, and um, 
And I think I think it's a safer way, safer bet, you know. So, um, I've been led to believe that what if a volume two number thirty two reflects Claremont's original plan for what would happened to Jean after the end of the Dark Phoenix saga? How would Jean uh, Grey Phoenix that was still alive impact Inferno? Does it happen with someone else playing the role of the Goblin Queen, or does it even still happen at all? Um, did we? I think we co- did. We cover that during the. I have no idea. Did we cover that during no during our Claremont run? I can't remember if we did. I have no idea. I have the, the what if? I have no idea. Yeah. I know that. I know that he didn't want to. He didn't want to. Um. He wanted to actually kill him right back. Right. And then the cocoon thing. Like I. So much stuff happens that's so intertwined to other stories. I don't. I can't think you can say one way or the other how things would have gone. And, and I, what I would say, I don't think Inferno does happen because the whole purpose of Inferno was to bring was to kind of get rid of. Madeline Pryor. Pryor. So I, I just don't think that you need that. You, you, you need that storyline at that point. Something else happens. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Right. So, yeah. Uh, sci-fi author Robert uh, Henlon's uh, Lazarus Long stories involve sophisticated AI that eventually receives a human body. Since we already know that, uh, since we already know that they know how to get access to the cloning technology. Hello, Ava. Do you think we'll ever see Gideon as a permanently fleshed and uh, flesh and blood legend, like longer than just a single story arc before the end of the series. Um, that'd be the jump the shark moment for me. Yeah, I don't think so. Cause like I said, they've had the voice actors show up every now and then, you know, as kind of like, you know, the embodiment in somebody's head. I, I don't think we need a flesh and blood Gideon. And I, I don't, I don't want to go as far as saying as a jump the shark moment, but I then go, what would be the purpose? You know, what purpose does it serve to give? give Gideon the body only to know that eventually she has to go back into not having the body. Right. You know, because that's the, that's, you know, she's just a computer AI. So I don't know. And also it might also be the fact that Deepam and I are also starkly anti AI. Um, when it comes to this, like I've, I've been catching up on some of the books too and reading about the whole, uh, thing with, uh, Tony and the AIs and the Marvel universe thing about that. I'm like, Hey guys, maybe we don't give bodies to, uh, AIs. I'm just <laughs> yeah, saying. Yeah, it's so funny. Cause like that entire like running thread through the Iron Man run for slot is actually seated in Rick Remender's, like all his work with the X4 stuff and the, mm-hmm. um, secret Avengers stuff, the Deathlock protocols and that stuff. Like that's where it started. Yeah. And Remender left and no one would pick up the thread until now. You're seeing it play out in slots, uh, AI stuff thing. I really enjoyed that too. Yeah. So, uh, you know, yeah, but I, I, I don't think Ava needs one. I think you have a good, no. you have a good mix with the legends without it. I think having her pop up every now and then in single story arcs is fine. Um, and works for what, uh, for what that. I'm sure the is. actress would not like to change her schedule of calling in and doing a voice. Well, uh, once that's, a month. well, that's the thing too. Like in the in the age of COVID, <laughs> I think the rest of the actors are probably going like, "Can we all go back to being puppets again?" <laughs> So <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Um, all right. Uh, and then we got one more email was a leading to well, and this is an email we got from Scooter, um, that will also cover a little bit of this probably on the, the poll list as well when we talk about some of this stuff. So says, What up, Chris and Deepom? I'm finishing the Nick Spencer and Captain America episodes and notice a recurring sentiment. Just play the uh play the hits. As Chris said, the uh the man at a time corrupting Steve using the cosmic cube storylines have been retold a few times. The discussion was objective and measured. On the flip side, when it comes to DC characters and reboots, the sentiment is they fucked up. They never do it right. Are you more protective of characters like Batman and the Flash, or are you being influenced by outside conversation? So I'm going to take this uh, this email as being on the more of the lighter side and kind of just explain some of the stuff we're doing and not like excusatory. Um, I think it depends on what we're talking about. <laughs> and I would say that 
to go back and listen to some of the character corners on DC and, and Marvel. And it really comes down to, and I'm sure Deepon will jump in here, it's really comes down to the two philosophies that both companies have. There are plenty of times when Marvel had decided to play the hits or do a storyline that does not work out. Um, if you notice, when you go to listen to our Iron Man, Captain America, and Thor episodes, there's a big gap during Heroes Reborn where we do not cover that shit. Why would you? I just talked about this and not see. Okay. All right. <laughs> this, is what, this is how you know he's trying to get me gassed up for a good rant at the end of it. Because he does things like that in the middle of the conversation. And um, I want you guys to see behind the curtain of what he's doing. <laughs> I'm a master manipulator. What can I say? It's like it's psych 101. Relax. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> so, I mean, okay. yeah. And, and so th- there's that. But the, on the DC side, the D- DC is not about playing the hits. It's that they kind of erase their history. Um, and we've seen this a lot of times. Some characters, they do it less with. Like Batman and the Flash. And the, I'm being very generous with the Flash because they did the whole thing with Wally, obviously. Um, but for the most part, those characters in their histories have pretty much, you can pretty much trace them on a single line. Um, when you get to other characters, say, I'll go to the extreme, Hawkman, um, you start getting into DC and creating a, a complete fucking mess out of their stuff. Um, same thing that happened with New 52, right? Where they basically decided to, after Flashpoint, retell all their origins and basically reboot their entire universe. But we're not going to keep some of the things that people like. We're going to do whole completely new things and piss off our fan base. I think that is the big difference between the two. One kind of respects their history. The other one kind of is almost afraid of their history. In a lot of ways, that's very fair, and and so, and it causes, and that's what causes the problem. So, like, we love these characters, and on a comic book side, we love them, but it's just like, why would you do this stuff when you have all this history you can play with, you know? So, so for me, I'll do my twenty-second history comics thing. Marvel comics. Before they were Marvel comics, or timely comics, and they were lots of different types of comics. We're directly preceding the superhero age they were horror comics the franchise before was a body horror story the hulk is a horror story the man in the anthill was a horror story and one of the best one of the biggest cornerstones of a horror story is that you get to be able to see yourself in the protagonist you get to be able to see yourself in that situation so all these heroes all these main characters at the very least all these protagonists were given feet of clay or given foibles that made them human or make uh, tony tony stark an alcoholic or 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 Professor uh, X in a wheelchair. There's always something that made them a little off. Uh, uh, Spider Man's a child, um, and for that reason, you're able to write these flaws in these characters. And when you look back and say, "Oh, the, all the history matters," you can massage some of it. But if someone's acting out of character, if someone acts wrong, or if someone matures over the course of the writing, if the writing matures, you can tell the story arc of that character growing and changing. DC is about the symbols, the S-Shield, the Bat symbol, the Wonder Woman insignia, the Flash symbol, the Green Lantern symbol. You can envision them as I'm saying them. What's Iron Man's logo? Doesn't matter. DC's logos, because they're logos, because they're goths, because they're greater than, they're set to be less um, something you can achieve, something you can aspire for, or more than something to inspire. It's less, it's more inspirational, more or less aspirational, in that you could never be Clark Kent. 
Well, you could never be Superman. You could never be Bruce Wayne. More to the point, Clark Kent and Bruce Wayne don't really matter. But Superman and Batman do. But Peter Parker matters just as much as Spider-Man, matters as much as Steve Rogers, matters as much as Captain America. If you think if you think about it, and you cut it off in the middle of this rant, it there's a on the Marvel side, the flaws are are seen as as character building. On DC, if you see flaws or if you um if you call out the flaws of some of these characters or anybody starts writing about them, there's an immediate like visceral reaction to that. Well, it's because in DC your flaw is a weakness. Kryptonite, Kryptonite is, is what is not a flaw, it's a weakness. Hmm. And because you're dealing with these higher than now things, it's harder to change. It's harder to play with what you can do there. So that when you've got to see that, oh, we're going to reboot everything and change everything, they feel this need to look back at their past and, like you say, feel that bit of shame. Right. Marvel has a history where where um, Snap Wilson, before he became Sam Wilson, becomes the Falcon, has a horrible history. Yeah. <laughs> Marvel said, "Fuck it, it counts. Let's make it make sense." DC rather say, nah, it's easier not to make sense. Well, we'll take parts of the things that we like. Green Lantern, yeah, we reboot New 52, but Parallax still happened. Now, they've only been around five years. Stop asking too many questions. Anyway, yes, Batman's had seven Robins in five years. It's a very high turnover job. Anyway, and so for me, like you're right, it's 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 a fear of the past. It's a fear of embracing. It's a fear of acknowledging what you are, and it bleeds over into you know, the properties. Because on the Marvel side, it's just like, go be... Go let Marvel be Marvel. On the DC side is how do we want to approach these icons? Which DC are you trying to be? Well, but, mean, but again, there's no. But the thing is, there's, there's no Artur study. There's no different take on Tony Stark. Right. But because you're dealing with an icon, because you're with a symbol, you can now deal with an interpretation of said symbol. Like it, when you it, right. interpretation, you risk the the missing the fucking point of. Zack Well, let's let's take, let's take let's take an example of this uh, with Batman, right? I've had people come back and be like, oh, "I actually like the the sixty six Batman versus the dark and gritty Batman." You have that. You have, you know, which which Batman after 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 the sixties and seventies, right? You have the the, the mm-hmm. Denny O'Neill Batman. The, the, is that the one you want? Like, which one are we going with here? And you don't know, right? <laughs> the Flash. Who's your Flash? Like, that's a big one for me because it's like yeah, we always, we, you know, we bring we br- we bring a Wally all the time, and the reason why we bring a Wally all the time is because, well, this is a new thing. Wally was a Flash for like twenty twenty five years, thirty years, thirty years, thirty years. Wally was the Flash, and and, a, and literally in a Flash, they changed it all and erased him from the timeline. Like that's the thing I think is is the infuriating thing with DC. It's like. I love their comics. I love reading their stories when you when when they have that consistency. And and to be fair here, let's just say this now, Deepom and I were very nervous about Rebirth, but for the most part, they've pulled all Rebirth to a point where we're again, they're drawing us back in and we feel like they're at least some kind of control over the story. And they're actually doing the thing that we've we've said before, which is they're embracing some of those flaws. They're acknowledging that their history is all fucked up and they're saying it it all in some kind of way matters and explaining it in a way in some kind of way. Right? How long that lasts though is a it's it's a problem with DC. Like they'll say it now, but then ten years from now, do they go back and say, ah, we changed our mind. And all that stuff is gone again. You know, and that's been the problem here. It's like you need to have if you're telling a story you got to be consistent with that story, you know? And, and when you don't, 
honestly, what happens with DC is the same thing that has happened with Star Wars. I was having this conversation in, um, in the office of the day when I was telling people they were complaining about the last uh, Skywalker and blah, 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 and all this other stuff. And I was like, well, here's the problem with Star Wars. The, the problem with Star Wars is you have three sets of Star Wars trilogies. If you just go in with the trilogies, right, that are all set in different... What? Oh, buddy. What? So later today, there's a uh, an unannounced uh, UD pod coming. Oh. Because <laughs> Susan watched Clone Wars and Rebels. Oh. <laughs> I, I want to go on. I'm going to say before the show, I'm going to say here too. I don't condone nerd checking. And I don't condone um, high, holier than thou speeches. But the one Susan's going to give later today <laughs> about people who haven't watched those two shows claiming to love Star Wars or understand Star Wars is going to be the goddamn funniest thing I've ever recorded. But so that's the thing, right? Like to me, people focus so much. The Star Wars fan base overall focuses almost entirely on the three, where you fall into liking the, the, the three trilogies, right? The original trilogy, the prequels, and then this last Disney, this Disney prequels, right? And my position is no matter where you fall into that, my whole thing is the, cartoons that they put or the, the animated shows they put out and the comics trump all of that shit and if you're again don't win with a nerd checking per- person but if you're a true star wars nerd and you have not watched any of those and you have not read the comics then are you really a star wars nerd because what happens is you people fall themselves in those the categories of which of those those sets they like and what 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 the star wars franchise has done in terms of these trilogies is they've made these little enclaves of people that don't really fuck with the other enclaves so now you have them all fighting each other right and when you think about it that's dc you know when you ask somebody at dc like some of the best the best things from dc that get people involved in in dc comics are things that are not even in their their canon they're not even right. continuity, right? Because I want to, I, I want to read, I want to read Red Sun. They should do a Red Sun movie with, with Superman, right? They should do Injustice, which is basically kind of, I guess, sort of what Zack Snyder is doing with his. Shit. Like the thing is, when everyone says that, I can't agree with you because you well, assholes no, are assholes. Well, but I would love someone to do Injustice. Well, they can't do Injustice well, because but, you guys are assholes. Well, but but on top of that, it's like you have to. We'll save this for later when we get into the Zack Snyder rant again. Like this has become a Zack Snyder rant podcast, but it's like he doesn't have the he doesn't have the understanding of the concept of the characters to do injustice the right way to do injustice, right? So it's like you when you say you want Batman, what Batman do you want? Do you want a year one Batman? Do you want an old grizzled Batman? Do you want Batman Beyond? Do you want Dark Knight Batman? Like there's too many different different versions of these characters to put out there, and when you pick one, you then alienate the other groups that want to see the other thing, and that's where DC falls in in the, in the problem. And and they could solve all of this, and and this is where we're gonna get into like the regular sto- news stories of the of the week and stuff like that. DC could solve all of this, and Warner Brothers. I'm, let me start, let me let me stop saying DC. Warner Brothers could solve all of this by just coming out and officially telling people what the fuck they're doing. That's it. The way you, know you get the way you, know, you get away, you know, you, but you know why they won't. Well, I know they won't. I know. You know why? Because they don't know. There you go. Yeah. And so that's the problem. And it's less with the comic side of it, because at least with comic side, you have an editor in chief, and whether we like the, chi- the 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 decisions that are being made there, you at least know. Like you did not like New Fifty Two, but at least we all knew what New Fifty Two was going to be. We were told up front what it was. We saw if you didn't like it, you knew to, to avoid it. You knew what was coming down the pipeline, right? And this is where I go back to, we were saying this, I want to say I said this on the Agent Show podcast, where 
Marvel Comics and, and the MCU work so well together because Kevin Feige is basically the editor-in-chief of the MCU. Yes. And they're running it like a comic book. A comic book series. You know, I'm going to cut you off here just because I love what you're about to say and I know what you're about to say because we say it every other month. They get it. This is ridiculous, guys. Yeah. It's, it's a stru- And our lack of faith in DC is not because we don't want DC to succeed. It's a structural issue. Yeah. The foundation's cracked. This is all structural and this is all organizational. And, and, and no matter what we bring up here every week, every month, about what's gone wrong at WB or how they've miscommunicated their message or how there's no consistent branding or how they didn't get behind projects or X or Y or Z, it always will come back to the structural environment because you cannot build on that ground. Right. And they may have things that go right for them. Wonder Woman, Shazam, I guess Aquaman, I'm not sure. Um, but that doesn't, but, but one hit does not say they've turned it around. That's like the Trump changing tone because he read a piece of paper. Grow up. So, so let me give a perfect example of this. Um, we are probably well, it happens this month. I can't remember how many weeks from now is going to be the the DC fan fandom thing, right? Where they're going to be talking about all their we stuff that's coming out. And we're supposed to get all really excited stuff like that, right? However you feel about it, however you think that's going to go, I, 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 don't, I don't know why people are putting faith in, into them and what they're going to show. Because to me, what does it matter what they show me? I remember distinctly when Jeff Johns and Kevin Smith showed us all the stuff that was coming for the DCEU, and well, shit, where's that Flash and Green Lantern movie, guys? So, like I said, I, I don't put any faith in them showing us, even if they show us footage, because who knows when this shit's going to come out. Um, but regardless, that's what they're going to do. And, and maybe we're saying that that is... The the where they're gonna they're gonna and I'm not I'm not saying that I'm saying maybe other people are thinking that this is where they're gonna lay out that plan right fine why on earth then would they let Zack Snyder go on this fan created Justice Con that he put together where he started talking about the the Snyder cut that he's gonna be releasing on HBO Max sometime next year and basically doing more again to sow the divisions between the different groups that want to see DC live action films then bringing people together. Can I ask a serious question? Mm-hmm. Who's his boss? You know what I'm saying? Who, I want to know who, who, who he has pictures of. Does he have pictures of somebody so with Jaleen hey, hey, Maxwell? I'm talk about my shit on like, this fan convention. Somebody says, the fuck and no, you are not. But this nigga don't have that picture for anything. He had a movie fail, and then he's given more money to let it fail on television now, and now he's demanding four hours of film time. Motherfucker, what? I, Chris, I don't know Zack Snyder. He's never harmed me personally, directly. He's never taken money out of my pocket. He's never said anything untoward about myself, my people I love. If I saw Zack Snyder in the street, I'd slap him in the face, Chris. This is fucking ridiculous. So what? So, what? What's the point? So what are we doing it, here? It, Why is he giving all these chances to fail? Why do we want to see Zack Snyder's vision? We saw it. He co-wrote and directed a movie. It was Sucker Punch. I mean, now, no, no, no. We we no, you don't even go that. Far. You don't have to go all the way back there. The ultimate cut of BVS exists. No, 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 no. Oh, they, they say they want his unvarnished vision. No, no, they say that the, ult, the ultimate cut is his, the the ultimate cut is his unvarnished version of BVS that exists. 
And that is a direct tie-in to what we're saying here. So when people exactly. say they, so, the, and that's my thing. It's like, so here, let me back up a little bit and say, hey, on the one hand, this was fan put together, and they did kind of bring up, you know, his charitable organization stuff with, you know, suicide prevention and that kind of stuff. Like for all intents and purposes, outside of making these films, it sounds like Zack Snyder is actually a really good guy, and he does really support the the fan base he's generated, right? Although he has not said anything about the doxing and all the the, the other assholes that are in that organization, but whatever, right? But what gets me about it is he uses this opportunity to come in and then talk about what he's doing and, and, and throwing more gasoline on the fire. One thing it was like, I'm not going to, I have not seen. So he, his, one of his, his big thing is he's not seeing the butchered version of the justice league that, that, um, that Josh Whedon has put together. Now, a lot of people are going like, well, I wouldn't either. You know, somebody else took my vision to this is like, but here's the thing, guys. Zack Snyder keeps telling you guys this, this, this snake oil that basically says that his vision for the, the, the Snyder cut is so much different from the Justice League cut that got released. But dude, how would he know if he Chris, never saw the Justice League? Chris, 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 Chris. Once you, the thing about crazy people. <laughs> once you start putting logic in? Is once you start pulling at the logic of their argument, you've done nothing but show how determined the forces are against them. You've got to know. Like, it's like, oh my God. Snyder people are the QAnons of comic books. Uh, yes. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. I get it. <laughs> that makes, you know what? No more air to the fire. I will not discuss them any further on this podcast. <laughs> I'll talk about the good things I'm liking for DC Comics. I don't know if you've seen this. They're going to be releasing an interactive animated short Death in the Family. It's a, it's, a, it's a short that leads up to the decision when Jason Todd's in the warehouse. Is he saved by Batman? Does he save himself or does he die? From there, the story branches in three directions. Red Hood, Red Robin, or Hush. There'll be more decision-making down the thread, but yeah, they're releasing that, I think, later this year. And I, for one, am fucking excited about it. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. What? Hold on. Did you see the trailer? No, I didn't see the trailer for it. Dog, the trailer? Okay. First of all, you know I'm not, I know I've been very harsh on some of the more recent DC animated stuff. This shit looks fire. Okay. What they did was they took under the red hood and reskinned certain parts. Like okay. there's a this, like it's good. Okay, I'll give you that then. It looks real, like, I'm just saying I've I've, I've, I've had not, some I've had some something yeah. I don't I think looks bad. Okay, no, I've I've had some issues with the some of the choices they made with the animated stuff. So have I. No, so, recently, but this is a so. choose your own adventure animated short. That could be, that could work. That could work. I'm I'm here for it. I advise you once you get up here, check out the trailer. It's good. It holds up. I'm excited for it. Um, okay, so you and I are both nerds, and we're both video gamers. Um, we're not doing this, I dude. We got it. Got to finish the- that Avengers game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I'm I'm gonna look into that. I'm I'm eventually. Gonna, my problem is video. Uh, I don't have. Did I drop that Hawkeye trailer? I was like, oh, we good. Yeah, I'm gonna look at again in that. The Hawkeye trailer. My niggas got the. So for those who don't know, Hawkeye in comic books has been deaf since 1982. He was fighting, I think, Crossbones? And he's being brainwashed in radio waves, so he shammed a sonic arrow in his mouth, bit down, set off the disruptor, and blew out his ears. So every appearance since 1982, Hawkeye is either reading lips or has hearing aids in. That's why he doesn't like working with Spider-Man, because he can't read his goddamn lips. This is never touched upon or even mentioned in the movie, but that's fine. The trailer I saw had the fucking hearing aids in, Chris, and they said that they were being inspired by David Aja and Matt Fraction's run. 
Life is a weapon. In, 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 in. Oh. Yeah, pre-order that motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I, I might check. It. I've been check. I've been looking and checking it out. Like I saw some of the, the gameplay trailer for it, so I'm gonna check some of that out. So, um, for it. all right. You distracted long enough. We have to finish the story. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> No, there's not. There's not too much more. I just wanted to cover some of the. We're not. We're not going to go into the the QAnon aspects of this, but just more some of the decisions and say um, that you know it will be an entirely new thing. That's three. You were wrong. It's not four hours long, Deepom. Like I can't. This is why I'm, I have to keep telling the story because I don't want you to continue to spread lies, sir. It's only three and a half hours long. I hate him. I hate you. <laughs> Ah, uh, guys, throwing more time into a story does not make a story good. Hey, 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 we got this meal. No one liked it the first time. And you said you could have kicked it different, but you used the same ingredients and then so, more of the ingredients that they didn't like the first time. So, to kind of go into a little bit of like okay. the email we had before was talking about comics, but this kind of, I think, it more aptly applies to the, the live action stuff. And it kind of explains this is why. This whole the DCEU stuff, what Zack Snyder's done, it really kind of bothers me, and 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 what the fans going and going to what you were saying about it would be would it be really dope to see an Injustice live action movie? Absolutely would be right. The reason why we can't get that stuff, or the reason why even if they did it, it wouldn't work, is because what happens here is with this stuff, it feels like people that just look at the pretty pictures and don't see any of the underlying stuff. For example, is that they really Zack Snyder did it once again release a a clip for something he's working on, and his whole thing was, but the clip was, well, I'm sorry, it's not as good as it's supposed to be right now because we didn't properly color correct it, blah 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 blah. And with the scene of Superman showing up in the black in the, in the black suit, essentially he said, I didn't do the work, but here it is anyway. But my thing right. was, but, but my thing was, I'm looking at, it, I'm like, but the problem, not having that scene in Justice League, wasn't a problem with Justice League. Like it's a scene when it's a, it's the a scene. That scene it, no, it, does, it doesn't change that, and, and that's my whole purpose. Like the, 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 this, this is my problem with everything that people are saying. This stuff, like with the Snyder Cut thing, I'm like, the stuff that he's doing doesn't change the underlying problems with that movie. Like the scene is basic. For those who don't know, this is a scene that in the end, in the in the in the just like that that that, that appeared in, in theaters. You know, you never see the scene where you know that Superman shows up in the Batcave and meets Alfred. But you never get that. You never actually see him, right? And then he just shows up on the battlefield with the rest of the Justice League later on. This is a scene that's going to be longer, where out where Superman actually shows up in the Batcave and Alfred's waiting. They have a conversation, and 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 Superman's in the in the in the black the the black suit, the black costume, right? Now everybody's like, "Oh yeah, see, this is what we're missing." I'm like, "No, we weren't because we didn't need that scene. We didn't. This is why just <sighs> Zack Snyder doesn't know how to edit, right? You don't need the conversation between Superman." and Alfred to make anything else better in that scene. It doesn't add anything to the movie. It really doesn't. All it does is give you that cool scene of, oh, well, he's in a black uniform. Uh, you said it, though. Okay, oh, that's it. I mean, but what else? What is it adding? You know, it does, it does absolutely nothing, right? And it, it certainly, certainly hell doesn't explain how Superman is even back alive in the first fucking place, which is the original fucking problem with the entire movie. Well, he shouldn't have dead. Well, he shouldn't. One of the problems. One of the problems. But the other problem, too, is I'm like, well, got Zach, one of your problems with, with Justice League, your version of Justice League was Superman's dead and he never should have died in BVS. 
So then you cram together both the return of Superman and Dark Side coming. Like, what are you doing? Like, none of it fucking... There's a scene about Wonder Woman, uh, uh, Diana, like, having the vision, I guess, of seeing Darkseid, and you see this uh, image of Dark... And I'm like, but what does that add to the movie? That's the problem, here. Zack Snyder... Zack, visuals y'all need to see. Zack Snyder is just going to give you a bunch of visuals that don't add to the story and don't tell anything else, and people are going to go, yeah, he's playing four-dimensional chess, and it's just too intellectual for you. It's too deep. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's messy. Some messy story because Zack Snyder's not a storyteller. Like that's it. Like you're you're fundamentally start, starting Justice League off from a flawed position in the first place, and he's going to add an hour and a half to the film. Like, do you know how many three and a half hour movies are actually good? Not many. Short list, and there's none of them are comic book films. So. You are now going to turn that into a three and a half hour movie that adds in more crap on top. I get it. I get it that people have turned this into. It was Zack Snyder's vision, and the and, and and the executives came in and they trashed that vision and took it all away. And on a fundamental level, I understand that because we talk about this all the time about, you know, the, 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 be, the, the powers that be at WB making bad decisions and, 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 and shitting on, on, on the directors and creators who are doing this and coming in and changing things around. The problem with that logic, though, is those same creators who are doing that to other, to other direct, those same executives who do that to other creators we were talking about, like Patty Jenkins and, and Kathy Yen and those kind of things, you know, um, they're the ones that gave Zack Snyder free reign. They're the ones who said that, that when Zach they saw... Free reign, gave it to him once, and then took it away, and then gave it to him again. Gave, well, gave it to and him. And a butt ton of money. Well, gave it to him three times, because they gave it to him for Man of Steel, BVS, and then... Justice League, they took it away, and 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 and, 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 and actually, let's right, let's walk it back because they didn't take it away from Justice League. Zack Snyder needed he, he to shut down. Away. Zack Snyder needed to shut down. Your daughter died, dude. Your daughter died, which is understandable why you couldn't finish. Thousand, look, you'll notice that none of us at any point have attacked him for what happened before because he made the right decision for himself and his family. And they and 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 again, it was months before the movie comes out, they were going to delay the movie. So they brought in a second your other director, Josh Whedon, to finish the movie. And you know what Josh Whedon did? He did what most other directors and producers would do, which is they edited down your three and a half hour movie into something that's manageable in a runtime. Yes. And 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 he's going. We're never going to use any of the jo- the Josh Whedon shot stuff. I'm like, fine, okay, but that means the majority of the movie. So even if he's adding in more stuff into the film and making it longer, You're the majority of, this, most of it was yours. Most of it was yours. You're admitting it. Most of the film was already his. I'm really sad to give more space to this guy. Like I'm just like. What are we doing? Like, this is a normal thing. Like, at some point, you have a producer or you have people to come in and they edit the film. Like, you go in and ask. There's, um, I bring this home all the time. Um, uh, uh, um, uh, 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 the director of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, what? James Gunn. James Gunn came in 
And when he was originally trying to do Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, he wanted, uh, I tell the story at the time because it was written in, I can't remember what, what article was written in, but talking about how he wanted uh, Thanos' uh, throne to have like rock, rockets in it or something like that, right? And Kevin Feige was like, no, we're not doing that. It's going to be a hobby chair. We're going to do this and do this. And he went with it, right? It's like Kevin Feige came in and overwrote the decision. Guess what? It was the right decision. You know, it's like, this happens. This is part of making movies. A director comes in and has a vision. That does not mean that their vision is almost never just 100% given to them. Unless your name is like Chris Nolan. Spielberg, Abrams, that's about it. Right. And, and it takes a while to get to that point. Yeah. Right? Being a guy who has films that make good money, but probably still had to blow through marketing budgets and then also got horribly reviewed does not add to that. And it's always someone else's fault that it didn't go right. And it's always somebody else's fault. You know? He did the same thing with Man of Steel and BVS, where it's just like right after the movie comes out and they don't get good reviews, what do you have to do? We have to go back and say, well, no, we wanted to put this scene in, but we cut it out. Or you got to look at the extras on the DVD to do this. You got to do this. If you can't tell the story within the time frame that you're given to tell the story in, you are not a good storyteller. Hmm. That's it. That's that's it. You know? If you needed more time, if you needed... Remember, originally, Just League was supposed to be part one and part two. <laughs> but they didn't do the, they didn't do like, the work to set it up like... If you go back and really pay attention to this, the news as it's trickled out from around this production, all of this shit makes sense. It's always been a fucking nightmare. It's always from the day one. And it's always been built on... And again, I'll take a step back up. Up the chain... It does go back to those execs because it's from day one is them chasing after Marvel instead of coming up with a plan, sticking to that plan and doing it. It started when they it started when they they fucked up with Green Lantern and decided to run and scramble after that. They've been fucking this up since 2011 because they have not had a plan. It's been nine goddamn years. Longer, because when was Black Adam? When did they talk about Black Adam? No, 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 no. So Black Adam, I think, was around like 2013. So he was, he was. Yeah, I believe it, it started with because remember, Green Lantern was supposed to start off the the the, the DCEU, mm-hmm. and it did horribly. And then they decided to move. They that's when they that's when the, the pushback started. They they pushed um, a Man of Steel back to release yep. because. Of what happened with, with 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 Green Lantern, and since then they've been they've been fucking up and going around ever since. Like, I'm again. I I get it from a from from a creative point of view. I get it. From, I get it. Why the actors are all on board with this stuff? I get that. But this stuff doesn't make any fucking sense. A three and a half hour Justice League movie? What are you? Are you out of your goddamn mind? Endgame was only two and a half. I love people like, what would you do? And then I have an answer, and I'm like, well, now what? <laughs> right. You know? If you were curious, you just take the origin story from Justice League, the cartoon, and you film those three episodes, and you put them on the screen. <laughs> You're That's done. It. Yeah. Um, I'm not, it's not an exaggeration. It's not being facetious. I'm legitimately, you make it live action. It's storyboarded for you. They can tell you the shots and the angles. Just film it. <sighs> Very frustrating. So, DC fandom comes out this, this, this month. Again, the smart plan would be for them to come out and lay everything out on the table. 
yes, we were doing a multiverse. Um, the Flash TV show and them, they're Earth Prime. This is what we're doing. The, the Snyderverse is its own universe. The stuff we're doing with... Because here's the thing, the other thing, quietly in the, with the QAnon people, the last thing I'm going to bring them up, these QAnon-like motherfuckers, they're also now kind of shitting on, on, on Robert Patterson and Matt Reeves in, their, in the Batman film. Now, I have no idea if that film is going to be good or not. I'm not putting any faith in that. I do know that Robert Patterson's a good, good actor, and Matt Reeves is a hell of a director. And if, if, you, if you're putting a gun to my head and said, pick a choice between Matt Reeves and Robert Patterson or Zack Snyder's Snyder Cut, I'm picking Robert Patterson and, and, and fucking Matt Reeves. Like, Matt Reeves did a whole fucking... All those, those Planet Apes films, that's Matt Reeves. I'm going with him. I'm going with that guy. I'm going with that guy. Not the guy who did Sucker Punch, all right? So now this is a whole thing where now they shit on anything that's not Snyder related. So they were shitting on Birds of Prey. They were shitting on Sazam. You fed the monster, guys. Congratulations. Like, me seeing them, me seeing the, the people that are supposedly DC Snyder Cut fans trying to take shots at Sazam, which is clearly DC's best film, and me going, even when you guys win, you're still trying to lose. What are we doing? Whatever. Um, all right, moving on. Uh, to the other story we brought up, we kind of talked about a little bit. Um, DC Universe is ending uh, yearly subscriptions. So, so this is not the first time we've heard, we've seen people ending yearly subscriptions. Uh, Microsoft's doing the same thing with Xbox. There's no more Xbox uh, Gold. They're not selling Xbox Gold uh, yearly subscriptions. But the difference there is, I believe, they're trying to move more everyone towards using the DC Game Pass Ultimate, which also gives you a bunch of free games when you're doing this. So it's like they're trying to enhance your experience. DC Universe is just quietly in subscription packages. So the only way you can get DC Universe is if you take the monthly rate. And I think they do that so they, so that they don't have to pay your money back when they finally pull the plug on DC Universe. Any second now. Can't give a refund if you didn't pay for a whole year. <clears throat> and again, the problem comes down with this line here from the article. No official announcement from DC or Warner Brothers about why the changes were made to DC subscription plans. That's the other thing. So it's one thing to do it. Like you said, other people have done certain recent things. That's fine. To have no announcement to a company, to like, maybe they won't notice. (laughs) They have the hope, hope they don't figure it out plan. I had that plan once. Don't work. You're just gonna log into DC. You're gonna, log, figure it out. you're gonna log into DC Universe one day. It's just not gonna work. Like what? I mean, I mean, there's just, uh, everything about DC Universe was dumb. It's only been what a year or maybe a year and a half, two. No, it's been two or three. Two. Okay. They got, right. Yeah, you got, they're they're been, working on third season of Titans. So it's been almost three years. All right. One, you named it DC Universe, knowing there's also an MMO game named DC Universe. So. It's your game. <laughs> I mean, come on, guys. Like, what are we doing? What are we doing? <laughs> well, you know what it reminds me? It reminds me of the HBO Max thing where they're like, we gotta take some of the, these uh these Warner Brothers films and comic films off. We're gonna we're gonna slow re-. I'm like, but you own them, why? But it's yours. Yeah, yeah. but we don't wanna what? <laughs> no, we had this brilliant plan, right? We're gonna Well, we don't really know what the plan is, but uh, we're, it's awesome. It's awesome. Um so, again, the idea is probably going to roll some of the stuff into HBO Max, 
But then my problem with that is, again, what happens to the comic book side? Because if they're smart, you'll knock it down. I know, I know, I know. I, I said the key thing. I told you when this all got announced, what happened to the comic book side. But go ahead. Tell the liar about the say. <laughs> I said if they were smart. Uh, okay, go ahead, say, say the thing that's not going to happen. Okay. <laughs> if they were smart, they would lower the price of $7.99 a month. And just keep the comic book side and, and improve it so that it's just for comic books, you know, and you can actually, you know, I don't know, model it all. Again, I feel like I say this with the movies all the time, but it's like literally just do what Marvel's doing over on Marvel Unlimited. Like, like that's the thing that kills me about it. It's like Marvel Unlimited is such a great deal and it works so well. It's like they have the model sitting you, right you there are for you, you. Are you done? I'm, I'm just frustrated. I'm sorry. I'm done. Are you done? I'm done. Do you want to know what's going to happen? Please tell me what I know is going to happen. They don't give a shit. The comics are going away. You know that. I know that. They know that. It's yeah. so fucking stupid. I, just, I want to make sure everyone knows that. And that uh, Jesus fucking Christ. It's like... No access to DC. Like, the, like you just like, you literally just copy what... Just copy what Marvel has. Remember? remember, remember? Do you remember when they said that they released those reverse specials so they could help facilitate the move from New York to DC or New York to uh, LA, excuse me, to consolidate all the offices and help oh, the digital oh, that lie from their back that, that lie from what was it, 2015 or something like that? The, the lies they told us? <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. Convergence. That's what it was. Fucking convergence. Convergence existed as a move for them to move fucking offices. I forgot what event it was. You know why? Because it was terrible. Half thought. Now, convergence only occurred. To let them move to LA so they can continue digitizing their back issues. Chris, you like being lied to? Because I sure as fuck don't. <laughs> well, it's not but even that. Again, but, but, we but either so- two men who are cheering for DC Comics who keep kicking us in the fucking face. Like, I've never seen. And that's the thing that bothers me the most about it. I'm passionate about this stuff because I know there's good there. And it's like you're continually watching somebody that you're cheering for continually let you down. And that's what's happening here. Like, the potential for having access to the back catalog of DC has so much potential, not just for, you know, me, but for getting, like, it's, you know how easy it is to get new people into reading comics with Marvel Unlimited? Go check it out. It's on Marvel Unlimited. Go read these things out here. It's on Marvel Unlimited. And then what happens is you find yourself reading, reading, reading. Then you get to the end where you're like, oh, damn, I'm, I'm, I've caught up. I only got six more months. So like, it's like, oh, wait, there's a sale on Comixology. I can go get the books right now. I can subscribe. Like, it's that simple. It's that simple. And I don't, and, and, and actually, I do see why. Because it's not, again, it's not DC. It's Warner Brothers. Yep, there it is. You know, it's, Warner, it's, it's AT&T and Time Warner, you know, are seeing this from a streaming point of view and they're seeing, it's the lie that Facebook got people, a lot of people believing that video is where it's at and video marketing and, and videos, all the streaming video and all this stuff. It's like, yeah, but like, one, you now have two services where I can get the same stuff on HBO Max and more. So why do I get a DC Universe subscription? So the only thing you have on DC Universe that's different from all that is the comic books. But you don't care about that. You don't see that as a market. And so you're going to start... They see it as a, an oh, wow. albatross around these new properties that they can now, now monetize. Yep. 
oh, we're holding what's came before. We're horse shit. And that, and you know what? And that goes back to the 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 the, the email we had before. Another issue we have is, is this idea of if we erase the history, if we don't allow people to read the, those, those those stories, we can then create our own and 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 milk these properties for as much as possible. How's that? Okay. This is going to sound rude. Harley Quinn. Why? Why? Why what? Why is Harley Quinn a thing now? Oh, Margot Robbie. He's like up for marketing because at the, at the basis level, it's a story of a woman who couldn't escape an abusive relationship. Who's complicit in some of the greatest crimes of the Joker. But now she's the anti you know why? Because she was invented 20 years ago. And they can hand wave and yada yada some of the shit they don't want to. Well, it's, it's a couple of things. It's one's that. Two is Margot Robbie. Well, yeah. And, and, and three, and this is the other thing that it both hurts and helps DC, but it's also why I feel like DC, DC's properties are much like the Star Wars properties. The fan base took it upon themselves to elevate the character using their own fan fiction. And that became almost more popular than the canon, if not more popular than canon. Mm-hmm. And that is, it's a fundamental problem with Star Wars. As successful as Star Wars is, Star Wars is running, especially in the movie side, it's running into that all the time. Comics, not so much, because again, the comics have kind of righted themselves. And, and, and again, they, they hated Disney for doing it, but Disney made the right decision when they said, all of the extended universe is non-canon anymore. Like people hated when 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 DC when Disney bought Lucasfilms and they made that decision on the on the on the on the the extended universe side, but it was the smartest decision they made because they were able to then level set. They could then pick and choose what from the extended universe they wanted to continue to build on and what was trash and then wanted to get rid of, and then tell the new stories going forward. That's how. That's the one difference there between those two fan base. DC, on the other hand, doesn't do that. They, you think they have, and they do something like what they did with the Snyder version, they bring it all back. And the minute you think this is gone, they didn't feed back into it because they're like, oh, we're panicking, we need, we need something to hold on to. And that's what's happened here. Harley Quinn has become the, the latest of a, we can market her, and we can make money. Yep. And so we're gonna, and what we're going to do is, instead of using that in a smart way to then elevate other characters up to the same yep. the thing, which yep. is what Marvel's has done, they then run it into the ground. Like, what happens when Margot Robbie moves on to something else? Like, you're good for now. Margot Robbie's going to carry this. It's going to work. Deadpool will survive Ryan Reynolds getting old. Will Harley Quinn survive Margot Robbie? To me, it's not even well. It's more. I mean, the marketability. Yeah, you're right. Right. Because because the people above her. I'm saying saying, what they've done with Deadpool is what they should have done with Margot Robbie. Yeah, absolutely. And expanded the universe using that as the spoke. And and, 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 and the other thing, too, is. Margot, Harley couldn't only survive, especially with Birds of Prey movie, because Margot Robbie was able to use her stardom and her power as a producer to get that stuff going, to fight, basically fight the powers at WB. If it had been anybody else, it would not have worked. Like, the only, like, these things are surviving at DC in spite of the interference from other people, and them going back to, again, the white guy who got you in trouble in the first place, which is what they're doing with the fucking uh, uh, Snyder Cut, you know, instead of going forward with the people you have, 
I've heard more from I've heard more from fucking Zack Snyder for a cut of a fucking film that comes out on HBO Max in a year than I have from Patty fucking Jenkins in a movie that's supposed to come out either later this year or early sometime next year, depending on when COVID is over, right? Why is that? Why am I hearing from the person I don't want to hear from and the people that should be having the voices you don't hear from? That is the fucking problem over at WB. You know, people always make this about, oh, you guys are just hating. No, I'm not hating. I'm saying the absolute truth. If there's anybody at, at, at WB and a DC property that we should be hearing from, it should be Patty Jenkins. Where's Patty Jenkins? Why are we hearing from Jack Snyder all the goddamn time? Why have I seen more clips you know why, from you know why. why have I seen more clips from from a, from the Snyder cut than I have from anything from from Wonder Woman after that fucking trailer? Why? 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 We've gotten more interview. We've gotten more stuff from Zack Snyder than we did from Kathy Yin when she did her when she was leading up to doing Birds of Prey. He's done more interviews than 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 the, the last director of one of their films. Matter of fact, it, uh, dare I say it, probably the highest grossing comic book film of 2020. Maybe the only comic film of 2020. That is very true. <laughs> I mean, who, what are we doing here? What are we doing? Now you're getting you, you're picking up steam on the Ayers cut. Not like I like David Ayers, but it's like, what are we doing? You have another Suicide Squad movie coming out. Why would you do that? <laughs> they've, got, they've shot and they're fucking editing a new Suicide Squad movie. And these assholes are like, look at this Ayers cut. I'm like, what the fuck are we doing, guys? I'm sorry. That just doesn't make any fucking sense. If you know, it does. If, if you, if, if, if we're going to give them a Snyder cut, it makes sense to ask. I mean, no, 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 no. no. I'll say, when I say, it doesn't make sense from an executive Oh, okay, Make a decision. Yeah. It, it makes it. I mean, at that point, if I'm, if I'm, if I want this, the Ayers cut, like, why not ask for it? Shit, why not? Hell, go and ask. Might as well. <laughs> they I could, want the Palmer cut. Cause, Greenland, because 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 even when they say no, they could be a yes. Right at this point, because they've been saying no for the Cider Cup for years, and they said fuck it, fine. So why the fuck not? It's just so fucking annoying. So fucking annoying. Anyway, speaking of annoying, um, we're going to switch over because you guys say we have a bias. So let's talk about Marvel TV a little bit. Jeff Lowe reportedly forced the Daredevil writers to nix the Asian storylines in, I think it was Iron Fist Season 2? No, it was Daredevil Season 2. I'm sorry, Daredevil Season 2. You were just, that was that was the bias leaps out. I'm sorry, what's the bias leap? Goodness. Um... Ugh. Uh, Daredevil star Peter uh, Sincota says that former Marvel TV boss Jeff Lowe made anti-Asian comments to the writers of the popular Netflix series behind the scenes during a YouTube live stream for the Save Daredevil Con. See what you guys have done. You guys have made everything a save a whatever. Um, which is not going to happen, guys. Daredevil's not coming back. Um, which aimed to add more winners to the potential Daredevil revival. That's not happening. The 49-year-old Canadian actor said that Lowe made uh, the writing team drop storylines for his character Naboo followed by, uh, and the fellow the hand uh, Mad- uh, villain Madame Go. Um, during the first two seasons of the show because nobody cares about Asian people, uh, Chinese people and Asian people. Uh, Loeb told the writer's room to not write for the Nobu and, and Gao, and this was reiterated many times by many other writers and the showrunners. They nobody cares about the Chinese people and, and, and Asian people. So don't write about Nobu and, and, and Gao, remarked uh, uh, Sankota, who was joined, who joined the, the stream of the Daredevil co-stars Jeffrey Cantor and Tommy Walker, and they, are forced, uh, and they were forced to put their storyline down and drop it. Yeah. But Lowe's been gone since October, right? Yeah. So what are we doing? 
yeah, he's gone. Yeah, Loeb, Loeb was gone. I'm, 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 I want that. It's all horrible. Mm-hmm. It is. I'm. I'm. I feel terrible. It's happening to the writing staff. I forget what happened to the actors. But this motherfucker's gone, right? Yeah, yeah. With he the restructuring, down, yeah, not with, just for Marvel TV, but he's left Marvel. Yeah, with the with the restructuring of it started with the restructuring of of Marvel TV under Kevin Feige. This is part mm-hmm. of that. Remember, also I'm not taking away that this is also low, but I also want to say that around this time, there's also Ike Perlmutter, which yep. kind of yeah, falls, I- which which also falls in the line. Again, to me, this is coming out now, but to me, this is stuff that we've kind of known for a while. Not to this level and that Loeb was involved in it, but we do know that this stuff, I mean, we know that Ike Perlmutter came out and said, basically, like, we're not doing Black, uh, we're not doing, uh, Black Panther. He was, the, he, was the, he was the force, and that led to that, I think it was 2015, the blow-up between Feige and Perlmutter, which then moved um, uh, Kevin Feige directly under, I want to say it was Alan Horn. No, not Alan Horn. Who's the other guy? Um, the uh, CEO of uh, Disney, not Alan Horn, it's the other guy. I'm I'm blanking. Yeah, why am I? God, he's the guy who just up down. Why am I? Why am I? Bob Iger. Oh, uh, who? Bob Iger. Iger, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, and we also believe we're not sure. sure even though uh, I know Loeb was. Uh, an executive producer in on Asian Shield. Um, we do know that. I, I mean, I, I I asked him about this. Uh, not low. I've interviewed him a couple times for the Asian Shield stuff. So this why I'm also kind of shocked by this stuff. Um, but I do know that um, Marissa and and Jed over Asian Shield, the showrunners for Asian Shield, were trying to had come back and they had wanted uh, to put Ghost Rider on there and they had asked for Robbie directly. Um, yeah. And I believe that they were able to get that. Because they were also, in a way, they were able to move under Feige unofficially as well, too. Um, because the, around that time is when Asian Shield really kind of opened up with their diversity stuff. And right. we were seeing, I don't want to say, you were getting some of it with the, the, the Netflix shows, but it was still a stark contrast when you were seeing what Asian Shield was doing, what um, the movies were doing, and what the direction they were moving versus what you were seeing on. Um, on the TV stuff. They, they had the stuff there, but it was still something off a little bit. Um, and everything was still on Reich. Um, and, and Loeb was still there. And honestly would not be surprised if this stuff was true. I don't. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but that was a big thing that came out. Although I just got to say, I, I guys stop with the save the cons. Cause this stuff's not going to happen. They're yeah. not coming back guys. And here's the thing. Other thing too about it is, would you want to? With the issues that we had, like there were there were legitimate concerns about the depiction of Asian characters on Daredevil and Iron Fist and things like that. Would you want them to come back, or would you want them to come back better? Yeah, under Feige. Like, come on, guys. Like, at this point, why would you want that? Like, I I enjoyed those shows too, but I also know they can be a hell of a lot better. So let's just why do settle that. for less, right? Why settle for less at this point? You know, we were selling, we were getting the best we could get under Ike. Honestly, the fact that we even got a, a got, got Luke Cage under Ike, miraculous. You know, it just was. Um, but we can do a hell of a lot better. Hell of a lot better. So I'm not going to lose sleep over, over that. Um, let's see what we ever got. Oh, here's some, another good bit of Marvel news. Um, new Mutants, guys, has a new date. 
Lie to me, Jerry. Well, no, 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 no. So, so, so the new Year's date got moved. I think from August to the, I think it moved twice in July. <laughs> I think at the beginning of July it was like moved to August. Then it moved to September. So the new belief now is that it's officially going to come. The, the 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 last date that's moved in September is going to officially come to Disney Plus on September third or fourth, I believe. Um, which makes more sense to me than saying it's going to come out in theaters because come on guys. Like uh, there was some talk about how maybe it had to come out on theaters because of some of the contract stuff with, with, with the, with, um, Fox and things like that. But I'm like, when there's no set end date in the, the further and further you get away from, from putting this movie out, the more money you're going to lose. Not just because you're holding it because it's less likely that people are going to be able to see it or going to want to see it because, you know, we got to talk about this. Like, when the floodgates open up, when movies are able to come back out again, everything's going to get moved out. It's going to be very like the the, the right. race for dates is going to be real. It's always been competitive. It's going to be super competitive. And honestly, let's be real here: New Mutants is going to drown against anything it comes up against. So classes for a reason, kid. Right. So the best place for it is probably dropping it on Disney Plus. You know, um, I get it. I, I felt bad because they were they were at they did a Comic Con at home thing where they had. Some of the actors uh, there, and they were they were all virtual and talking about it. And I do feel bad for them when they see this movie come out. But again, this is another example of, and um, I'm gonna read this for next month, even though I think the article dropped on July 31st. There's an article that came out about. I haven't had a chance to really read it yet. Why am I gonna really go into it? But came in about uh, going into about uh, how producers allowed. Um, Brian Singer to get away with creating a, creating a monster in Brian Singer. So oh, I, I read it. Oh, it's ugly. Yeah. Oh, so I'm oh, saving ugly. saving that for next month's air mailbag. Um, so but yeah, it's yeah, but this is what you've done, and and New Mutants is created in that. Uh, granted, it's not this. It's not the same director as Josh Boone. I think Josh Boone is a good director, and you know, I wish it could be good. But the problem is, we it's also bad. know it's been. It's the other thing too. It was like, remember? I think it was supposed to come out what three years ago. When was so the original? I, at this point, I've lost track. I've, I've lost track of what the original date for originally supposed to come out in twenty eighteen. All right. So here's the problem. We remember why it got delayed the first time. For those who have forgotten, it got delayed the first time. Because it wasn't good when it got screened. And they came back to do reshoots and remember, add a new character in. So now, this is like <laughs> the not Zack Snyder cut. Wait, because at least, at least something got released before, right? This has never gotten released. So it's been delayed because of this and got put, pushed back. And so maybe. It could be good. But then again, maybe tomorrow I'll win the lottery. Maybe. <laughs> Anything's possible. But just looking at the facts in front of us, if it was good, it would have gotten released on its original date. Remember, it got pushed back a month before release. Yeah. It was going to be released. They did all the promo, all the, all the marketing. It was going to be released in the film. In theaters. 
there. They were doing some printing reshoots, and then they delete, delayed it a month before. Or maybe, two, maybe yeah, no, maybe, maybe a month before. Actually, I'm looking at it now. Actually, it got pushed back. So, in January of 2018, it got pushed to February 20. <laughs> February. Like, this movie has been pushed back at least six times. Like, that, that's at least two pushbacks that I didn't even know about. <laughs> All right? Theater, the studios don't push back films that are good. Unless there's, like, I don't know, a global pandemic. <laughs> All right? So, minus a global pandemic, theaters don't push back films that much. Ever. A lot of money. It's a lot of money to say no to. Yeah, and then they, then they, then they, then apparently the studio wanted at least half the film to be re- reshot. They added a bad guy because <laughs> there wasn't originally a bad guy. So. <laughs> because that works. That works so well. Yeah. So, yeah, keep an eye on that. Maybe next month, guys, for uh, New Moons might quietly drop on, on Disney Plus because fuck it, why not? That's why when people always said to me, I'm still, I'm still looking forward to that film. I'm like, with all the evidence that we have that it's not going to be good? I wish I had that faith. I, I just want to start asking for money from those people. I, I wish I had that faith. I'm like, let me borrow $5,000. I'll pay you back tomorrow. No, 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 tomorrow, tomorrow. Um, no, 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 I'll pay you back soon and see how long you keep that faith. All right, last thing we get out of here. Um, actually, no, I'm not even gonna bring it. I'll bring it up on the the pull list. So, because it does deal with comics, so we'll do with that. We're gonna end right here. Um, then we had a good show. Um, email us mailback at mtrnetwork.net. Um, uh, we'll talk about the rest. Some of the other stuff we have here that really came out at the end of this uh, end of July. We'll talk about it in 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 August, and we'll go from there. So, um, you got anything else you want to say about this? No, sir. All right. So again, folks, thank you guys very much for listening. Until next time, we're out of here. Peace.